I went to my business partner and I said, I have to start making money. I don't, what am I going to do? And he said, mm -hmm. you should start coaching people for free. And yeah. I said, I don't know if you missed the money part. <laughs> I need to make some money. Radio show, man. They everywhere. All right, y'all. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're tuning into another episode of Bank That Radio Show. I'm your host, Andreas, and I have on Zoom with me um, another guest for y'all being brought to uh, PodMed. So if anybody out there you want to sign up for service, I can see the link and everything. But we have Mr. Kevin Palmieri. I, I said that right. Right. You did. You did. Strong work, my friend. <laughs> See, I, I almost forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Kevin is the CFO, chief financial operator, right? Yep. Um, and co-founder and co-founder, co-host of Next Level University, which is a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,400 episodes mm -hmm. and over 850,000 listeners in 150 countries. Congratulations. Thank on you, that. my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is a that is a podcast of the podcaster. I know that is a lot of work. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so Kevin, let's get into it. You know, one, how long have you been podcasting and what got you into this uh area? I started podcasting in 2017. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree, and I expected it mm. to fix everything internally. <laughs> and I thought this was it. Money money is the answer. Uh -huh. And I remember after I cracked open my final pay stub, I said, for most of my life, I've lived unconsciously. I don't know why I do the things I do. What's going on? The opposite yeah. of unconscious is hyperconscious. Yeah. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast in 2017. And I just wanted to have cool conversations with cool people. That was it. Mm -hmm. That's that was yeah. the the inspiration at the time, but that started to transition because I ended up going through some mental health battles and mm -hmm. I ended up sitting on the edge of a bed contemplating suicide. So mm -hmm. when I went through that, mm -hmm. we kind of pivoted what we talked about a little bit from just self-improvement to let's talk about financial self-improvement, let's talk about physical self-improvement. How do we mm -hmm. become the best, most well-rounded versions of ourselves? So yeah. yeah, everything we've done has kind of come from pain, unfortunately. Our own our own pain that we want to help other people avoid. Yeah, you know, and I, I can see that, you know, because uh, pain, we recognize things, right? You know, because if everything was just pleasure, 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 we wouldn't change our behavior. For sure. Um, and we wouldn't be able to experience pleasure and appreciate that without pain. Yes. So, you know, I think they go head in head. So how did you feel about, you know, putting your story out there? Like you said, you know, contemplating uh, suicide and things of that nature, having a high paying job, sports car, your dream body, all this stuff, beautiful girlfriend. And then like, you know what I'm saying? This rock bottom moment. Mm. I at first was nervous for sure, as I think most people are. Mm -hmm. But when you start having enough conversations with people, you realize everyone kind of has their own one of these moments. And mm -hmm. I was of the belief in from the very beginning that I'm going to get kisses on one cheek and I'm going to get punches on the other. Mm -hmm. And I'm in this for, for the kisses. I'm in this, to, I'm genuinely in this to, to help people. It's not about the money or the business or the success. That's not why I started this. So I was nervous at first, but when the open wound became a scar, it was yeah. a little bit 
easier to share. And yeah, I don't ever anticipate somebody reaching out and saying, Oh my goodness, you're, you're weak for this or you're stupid for this or whatever. Will it happen? Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But I, I believe more in the opportunity to impact than, you know, whatever's going to come with it. I love it. I love this. So you're like an optimistic type of thinking person. I'm trying. I'm trying. When you <laughs> when you've been pessimistic as long as I am, <laughs> it just makes sense to try to to try to switch it the, to the the glass the is uh, half full, not half empty. <laughs> now it is. Yes, yes. For most of my life, it was it was uh, three quarters empty. Was how it felt. <laughs> I love it, but I, I love that you you was able to get past that and you know say create something of this magnitude. By the way, I love the background. Thank you. Um, it, it, is it like painting on a wall or is that actual some type of 3D where it sticks it, out? It is 3D wall art. And then I have a light over here. And then I have a light uh -huh. behind the picture of my family that gives us a little ambiance. Yeah, I love it. I love Thank it, by you. the way. Thank you. Um, so let's let's talk until like, you know, you're putting yourself out there. At what point did you know like your podcast and what you were doing would become a business? Probably three and a half years in. Okay. It got to the point where, again, a lot of it was just from necessity. Mm -hmm. I was $35,000 in credit card debt. Mm -hmm. I had left my full-time job. So I was a full-time podcaster with no full-time results at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went to my business partner and I said, I have to start making money. I don't, what am I going to do? And he said, mm -hmm. you should start coaching people for free. And yeah. I said, I don't know if you missed the money part. I need to start making some money is what I said. And he said, Kev, we're a self-improvement podcast. We're uh -huh. becoming a self-improvement company. You've never really coached before. So you kind of have to get your legs under you to figure out if you can actually do this. And mm -hmm. that's when I saw proof of concept. I had five people who I coached every week for free mm -hmm. for eight weeks. And mm -hmm. then at the end of the eight weeks, I said, hey, I'm actually my calendar is actually filling up somehow, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. I can't do this for free anymore. What do you think of $50 a call? And everybody said, yes. So when that happened, I connected. If you talk about something on your podcast and you coach about the same thing, you can mm -hmm. serve your audience at a deeper level. That mm -hmm. is pretty much the way all businesses run through adding value. So mm -hmm. that's when it became somewhat clear. Yeah. So uh, what were like some of the challenges that you uh, faced, you know, uh, first off doing it? Uh, imposter syndrome was huge. Mm -hmm. Who am I? I? I haven't gone to college. I'm not educated. Who am I to, to help people get better at life? That was a big one for sure. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of confidence. I might come off as a confident human now, but I've just done this mm -hmm. so many times. That this is kind yeah, of you've been able to build that skill set. Yeah, yeah. I've just put in a lot of reps, so that helps. But I'm I struggled with confidence for the first four years. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I was I was really struggling with confidence. That was big. And then mm -hmm. unfortunately, through growth, mm -hmm. not everybody comes with you. Yeah. And I've I've had a lot of friendships that have changed and I had relationships that didn't work. And mm -hmm. that was a real a real challenge is as you grow, if mm -hmm. other people aren't growing at the same rate, there's some sort of resistance and the rubber band can snap eventually. So that's been mm -hmm. a really challenging piece of this yeah. whole thing and and there was definitely judgment along the way oh you're a podcaster what are you doing what do you guys talk about so mm -hmm. those were those were definitely struggles for sure hey y'all it's andreas of baked out radio show baked out marketing if you try to market your business on the budget we got you covered we got our pick two or pick four holiday special going on you can pick from 
having an interview done, getting your business tagged, having a write-up on your business, a 31 Savage collaboration. You know, everybody love the Savage, having merchandise, brand collaboration opportunities, commercial inserted into our interviews, or guess what? If you don't have a commercial, we got you covered. 30 seconds, baby. I gotta do, give us a call, 478-388-0208, or you can reach out via email, bank.radioshow at gmail.com. That's banked out with two T's, baby. So with uh, talking with, you know, saying the uh, initial meat of the conversation that y'all started with, right, the theme, mm. um, what has it grown into? Because I know that, you know, 1,400 episodes is a <laughs> lot to talk about one common theme. Yeah. I know it has to grow and I haven't, I didn't have the opportunity to like go deep into your podcast and your platform, but uh, this is where we're going to, you know, this is where this is going. Mm. Um, like what, what other subject matter? Have you been able to bring to the table? And then also, how has your podcast elevated over the years? So our subject matter, believe it or not, is the same every single week. It's okay. we say level up your life, love, mm -hmm. health, and wealth. Okay. I like so that. almost every week you're gonna get an episode on something financial, something mm -hmm. physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual health, and something okay. relationship based. Mm-hmm almost every week and we do an episode every day. So there, there's a lot going on behind the scenes to come up with quality mm -hmm. content. Yes. And it's changed. I mean, it has changed in so many ways. We started doing one episode a week. Then we went to two, three, four, five, six, seven mm -hmm. for a time during COVID. We actually got, we had a custom studio that we would go to. We had a, mm -hmm. a studio that we had built and it had four TVs and lights and all this amazing mm -hmm. soundproofing. It was yeah. awesome. But it really has changed to the to the theme now of the podcast is only one small thing that we do mm -hmm. because under that, there's so many other opportunities to serve the the community, one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. So it really went from we are going to be content creators who have a podcast to mm -hmm. we are a business where we have a CEO, a CFO, a COO, mm -hmm. everything is coming together as a business would. So that's really been the biggest thing is we are not just a podcast anymore. We are a business that has a, a large team and we're trying to have a large impact. That's what's up. Um, so how do you balance the business responsibilities that you have as CFO, right? And the creation side, like, cause I know, you know, you're at a point where I can imagine where you really have to, you know, hammer out the management side of time, yeah. right? Cause you can't be all the time creative and you can't all the time be business. Right. <laughs> so how do you, how do you balance that? I don't, I don't balance <laughs> it well. I don't balance Love it well. I'm, it. I'm very, I'm very regimented where uh -huh. today the alarm clock went off at five. I got up, mm -hmm. I did my mobility. I went to the gym. And then when I mm -hmm. get back from the gym, I usually have like four hours from let's mm -hmm. say seven to 11 mm -hmm. where I am doing back office finances Mm -hmm. business stuff mm -hmm. 11 to 6 i'm doing this mm -hmm. i'm on camera all day okay. and then 6 to 9 i'm spending time with my wife and then mm -hmm. 9 9 30 i go to bed and then do the same thing the next day Thank so you. it's kind of it's just segmented the morning is business mm -hmm. the afternoon is service mm -hmm. and then night is recluse 
refocus, mm-hmm. re-energize, and then and then do the same thing tomorrow. It's so yeah, it's it's just a regimented system at this point. So what about like holidays then? How do y'all uh <laughs> schedule around it? We batch record. So Monday we'll hammer out seven. Okay. And then it just so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the way up to next Monday is good. So yeah, we we still drop our episodes on holidays. If I'm on vacation, I'll bring my equipment. If my business partner's traveling, he'll bring his equipment. But mm-hmm. we try to take Monday, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't pay me to do a speech on Monday. You can't pay me for a coaching mm-hmm. call on Monday. Monday mm-hmm. is podcast recording day, so we mm-hmm. try to batch all of our episodes. So, have you been to like uh, podcast conferences and things of that nature, or everything you've been doing, you just like learn in the experience of doing it? I've been to one. I went to Podfest this year, earlier this year, and I spoke on one of the panels. But no, a lot of it is a lot of it is just making mistakes along the way. And mm-hmm. when you have as many opportunities to fail as we have, I mean, I'll mm-hmm. make a mistake every episode. It's just that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Then what happened was similar to to you. Somebody at one point started asking me for help on their podcast. And I was like, I don't know anything. How, how am I going to help you? I don't know anything. And then when they started asking me questions, I was like, Oh, I know the answers to most of these. Okay. This is going to be cool. So uh-huh. then I, then I started coaching other podcasters, which really helped me understand our experience is what we have. And this is the journey mm-hmm. we've taken, but everybody mm-hmm. else has different experiences and different struggles mm-hmm. and different uh, ideal clients and different avatars. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been a mix of, consciously trying to get better at everything I do every day yeah. mixed with when you work with as many people as I have at this point, you just see so many different opportunities and see so many mm-hmm. different struggles. So it's a mix of the two. I, most of it's self-taught and yeah. <laughs> taught by pain, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, but it's the best, it's the best uh, teacher though. Yes. hundred percent. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm very like, you know, I went to college and things of that nature, graduated, um, got that education, but I also love life experiences because you will learn in the moment. Yes. And there's nothing better than learning in the moment, taking that experience and applying to the next one and succeeding in it. I think that is a fantastic way to learn if we just get out of our head and things of the nature and don't let the feelings, you know, yeah. <laughs> disappointment and doubt and all that creep in. Yes, I would agree. Um, so uh, are you the, uh, well, you say your business partner records as well, but are y'all the only two talents for the podcast or is it a multitude or? I, I would say we're the only two people you see. There is, we have a very large team behind the scenes. So I wouldn't say we're the only two talents because everybody's very, very talented. But yeah, we are the, we are the brand, so to speak. Okay. We don't, at this point, we don't have guests anymore. So mm. every single episode is just us going back and forth. And mm. then we have at this point an 18 person team. So you don't so get the, to see most of the team. Like departments, like you got a marketing yes. team, a health yep. content creation team, as far as like what you're going to talk about and all that. Maybe someone does show notes, editing, all that stuff. Yep. yep. I love it. I can't I wait till I get there. <laughs> <laughs> you're on you, your way. I know you're an inspiration. I'm loving it. I appreciate it. it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. So when you uh, podcast recording, right? How do you balance between what you're recording for yours and the interviews that, you know what I'm saying, you go and you do to reach new audiences? <laughs> Again, I just tend to load my calendar and then just try to hang on. So okay. I love it. I, last year, mm-hmm. I think I probably did 700 episodes total. 
Way close, more than mine. <laughs> close, but still that, I mean, 150, 200, that's a lot. It's a lot. Uh-huh. Again, this is my full-time job. I mm-hmm. love podcasting. I, mm-hmm. if you said, Hey, I need you to paint 700 paintings. Not going to happen. Never going to happen. Yeah. Not yeah. interested. I exactly. love podcasting. I don't love painting. So yeah, the, the thought really is <laughs> if I can do seven episodes for our show, I also have another show. So I do mm-hmm. eight episodes. Yeah. I can do six to six to eight on other shows as well. So I probably average 15 episodes a week at this point, mm-hmm. I would say. So was that like part of the formula of you building the platform, you and your business partner um, going out there where you're being interviewed on other platforms in order to help build your audience as well? Or Not really in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then when we started, when we started studying what everybody else was doing, we were thinking, well, when we have a guest on, we create social media content for them and we promote it. And it's a really yeah. good opportunity for them to find new potential clients or whatever. Oh, what if we just started doing that? Mm-hmm. I think the the thing that really started to, tr- to transition was once we crossed 700, 800 episodes, you have mm-hmm. enough credibility where people actually want to talk to you. Yeah. Because I don't really, I mean, do I know more than I used to? Of course, but- mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's like, oh, if you have 1500 episodes, cool. You must know something or you must be relatively successful. So mm-hmm. as we got more and more episodes and more and more listens and more and more success, it was easier to get on shows. So it yeah. made sense to just put more time into adding as much value as possible. So are there uh, any podcast shows out there that are like, you know, that you won't like go on as far as because it doesn't really fit with your brand and i'm not saying you have to name them but i know like you know some of these celebrity podcasts right seem like it's more of a and they don't seem like they love podcasts right <laughs> let's just put it that way <laughs> it's a money grab it's a money grab it's a money grab exactly yeah. there's definitely there's many 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 there's many shows that i wouldn't go on at this point yeah i one of my goals early on i wanted to be like joe rogan that was one of my goals and i think Many people start there, right? Many podcasters are inspired by that. Mm-hmm. At at this point, I don't know. I, if I get a call tomorrow, which is not going to happen, but if mm-hmm. I did and they said, do you want to come on? I don't I don't know if it's as aligned as it used to be. Yeah. Because I'm different. I'm different than I used to be, and that's different than it used yeah. to be. And I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about politics, and I don't want to talk about stuff like yeah. that. I'm just, exactly. You do want to have fun conversations. Yeah, yeah. I want to stay in my lane. I want to stay in yeah. my lane and add value. But- then the question becomes, well, if you really want to add value, shouldn't you go on a show like that where so many people are going to see you and then you can add value? So it kind of becomes a, yeah. a catch-22. Uh, yeah. But there's definitely shows that I am mm-hmm. not interested in going on for sure. Yes, this was it. Uh, so you, you've, uh, at this stage, you've helped grow the podcast to, into a multi-six-figure business. You recorded over well, well over 1,200 episodes. Um, I think, uh, do you feel nowadays, because I feel like podcasting is like a hot topic now, right? Yeah. I think a few years ago, it wasn't as hot as it is now. Um, do you feel people are like jumping into it because they see the, you know, the Rogan deals or all these celebrities getting these sponsorships and endorsements and stuff like that and don't understand that you have to build the business the way that you did in order to get to those six figure levels? Yeah. COVID was another big jump. A lot of people started podcasts during COVID because they had time. They were mm-hmm. they were at home. They might have been bored, and they might have had the time to finally try something they wanted to. So that was a big boost in people starting podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think 
a lot of us fall victim to understanding or the misunderstanding that the mechanism does not create the success. So mm-hmm. podcasting is a mechanism. Mm-hmm. Just like a social media channel is, YouTube, a blog, mm-hmm. being an author, those are all mechanisms. The mechanism does not create the result. It's the person who's running the mechanism inside the mechanism. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah, I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding of how it all works and they think it'll be easy because it is the sexy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They jump in and then unfortunately, that's why the pod fade starts anywhere from seven to 21 episodes. That's usually mm-hmm. where- the yeah, majority of, of podcasts uh-huh. fall off, unfortunately. So, yeah. But I think the lower the barrier to entry, the higher the failure rate. Yeah. Right? At, at this yeah. point, you can you can podcast on your phone. Zoom mm-hmm. is super easy. Mm-hmm. It's 15 bucks mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. You can get going pretty easy. But it's not about how easy it is to start. It's about how challenging it is to maintain. And I think that's just a mm-hmm. common misconception. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I see that all the time. Um, okay. So... What are some things when you started that you learned along the way that you necessarily didn't know? What was like, you know, <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't really know if it was like that. Oh, man. I thought success was going to make life easier. Okay. It's it, No, 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 no. That's not the way it goes. It's the more opportunity you get, the more opportunity for overwhelm you get if you continue running the system. So that's been one. Uh-huh. I, I never understood... Really, I never understood how many people had such amazing adversities that they had to overcome to get to where they are today. I never oh. I never got that until we started interviewing people. And it was like, this person was homeless and this person mm-hmm. was assaulted and this person was mm-hmm. this and this and this. And it's like, oh. is it just because we're talking to certain people or does everybody have a story like that? And I, that's I something. That everybody has a story. Same. I feel that in my heart. Yeah, same. I never knew that. I thought. I had my story and that was, you know, everybody had something, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize the massive adversity that many people have, have dealt with. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize how important putting in the reps were. Mm-hmm. It's, it's humbling. We're going to record our 1500th episode next week. And mm-hmm. I don't know how we got here often. It's just like, <laughs> it seems like it took it. forever, but it also seems uh-huh. like it happened pretty quickly, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I never understood how much a human being could change in terms of I wasn't a good speaker and I wasn't a confident mm-hmm. podcaster. I didn't want to do any of that. And, yeah. and now I, I love this. So yeah, human beings are capable of such drastic changes, mm-hmm. but it starts with saying, I kind of suck at what I'm doing right now. Hopefully I can do it long enough to actually look back and say, I got good at it. Mm-hmm. So would you put yourself in a realm of like your, your podcaster expert now or because I'm like, you put it, you put in the work and yeah, they that, say, what is it? 10,000 hours. You're an expert. That's what say they say. Yeah, 1500 episodes is not 1500 hours. It's way more than that. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and behind the scenes. And I uh-huh. probably have, I don't know, 3000 hours of coaching podcasters yeah. too. I don't know. I, do I think I'm an expert? I think I know, I know a lot. I, there's a lot of, problems that people have that I probably have valuable answers to mm-hmm. that that would be as far as I would I would push it but I'm trying to get better every day and I'm trying to learn as much as I can and there's a lot of stuff that I don't know that I need to but I like to put myself up there I, I've studied the industry a lot yeah okay so um 
where, where do you uh, see the industry going then as far as like you know what do you think it's in this immediate immediate future within like the next two years my expectation is that almost everything is going to become way more accessible so ai right now obviously is huge in every industry but mm. in podcasting it's making life a lot easier where it's mm. going to eventually it's going to know how to edit your audio and your video and you're not gonna have to touch it you're not gonna have to worry about it so mm. eventually that's going to happen mm. i think that we're really understanding now the importance of video not just for youtube but mm. spotify has a video player mm. apple's mm. going to up their game and they're going to change yeah, a lot of stuff too uh, so TikTok, podcasts, you can stream now uh, yeah yeah so podcasts are becoming way more than just audio Mm -hmm. And then I think this is going to be a big, if I had to guess, this is going to be a big thing. We're at a stage now where almost any podcast can get ads put on it. Mm -hmm. That is going to become increasingly less valuable and it's going to become increasingly more important to have your own products, your own services to promote on your podcast. That is mm -hmm. the way I think things are going to continue trending. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, so what what are some ways that, you know, outside of just getting sponsorships and ads that people can monetize their podcast? Coaching. If you, so let's say you talk about, I don't know, say you're a lawyer and you have a podcast mm -hmm. that's all about law. Mm -hmm. At the bottom of your business, it's most likely going to be you taking on one-on-one -on -one clients. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, I don't want to do that. There's That's too much work or too much time. Okay. We can do like a group coaching program. We can do courses. Mm -hmm. You can do products and services. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to monetize because here's the thing. If you go to someone and you say, okay, can you pay me? Let's just say, can you pay me $50 for every hundred downloads I get? Mm -hmm. And they say, yes. And they're not going to, that's, mm -hmm. that's a very yeah. high number for that amount of downloads, but <laughs> hypothetically, uh -huh. and you're getting 500 downloads a month, you're making $250 a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if you just got one client who mm -hmm. pays you $75 an hour to help them? You'll make the same amount of money. You'll make more money in a month. That person might tell somebody about the coaching. They might mm -hmm. come. That might be a referral source. Mm -hmm. The clients that you coach listen to the podcast more consistently because they're working with you. Mm -hmm. So I think the the return on the investment for you spending an hour with somebody is not mm -hmm. just the $75, it's the relationship. They might leave a review. Mm -hmm. They might tell someone. Mm -hmm. So I think coaching or adding aligned value towards a product or service is mm -hmm. probably the best way to monetize because it's up to you and not mm -hmm. how much someone wants to pay you based on the amount of listens you're getting. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I was at a podcast uh, convention in uh, Atlanta. I think it was a black podcast convention. Um, they've been doing it for the last couple of years. So I went up there. I wanted to go to the one in Denver, but we didn't make that one. But that one looked spectacular. The ticket prices were spectacular too. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. So um do you uh so you know with all the stuff that you do in your podcast and your team and all that, are y'all still like setting certain goals to meet or you're just letting everything happen organically? No, we are very, very focused on goals. Yeah, every every quarter we reset new goals. Every year we reset new goals and then check in on on every quarter. So we are very focused on the numbers, the metrics, the data. 
the measurements. Mm -hmm. We track our finances every day. We track our listens every day. We mm -hmm. have all our growth rates set up. So yeah, we're very focused on data behind the scenes. What's been the best platform for y'all to distribute um, and where people like tune in or do you have a multitude of where people, your audience comes from a lot of different sources? Yeah, it comes from a lot of different places. Apple Podcasts is the biggest one for us, probably 80%. Mm. Um, but YouTube has been big too, right? We, mm. I don't know, we have 150,000 views on YouTube. So that's been a big, a big piece of the listener base as well. But yeah, Apple Podcasts is the big one for us. And North America is our biggest market mm. for sure. We have listeners mm. in 150 plus countries, but the majority is North yeah. America, Europe. Mm -hmm. Those are those are the biggest two for us at this point. Have y'all met a listener? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. many, many. Well, y'all, because uh, y'all know some podcasts they go out and do like live shows and stuff like that, have an audience and all that, and yep. they record that as well. Um, so I was wondering if y'all like ran into like listeners and stuff, and them being able to, because you know, people when you, it's audio, people start to remember your voice and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we have so we host a live event every year. Okay. So we see a lot of our amazing community members there and we've co-hosted events in the past in Florida. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we've, we've, yeah, we've met many of our amazing community members. I was in the supermarket one time and some guy walked up to me. He was like, are you, are you Kevin? And I said, I might be. Who are you? Why? Why are you asking? And he said, oh, I listened to your podcast. I love it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let me put back these, uh, what was I getting? Let me throw back these pigs in a blanket right now so you don't see me buying these things, lose all credibility. <laughs> oh, I love it, you know, because, you know, sometimes we don't think uh, that, you know, people will recognize us and stuff like that. Um, and then, like like you said, when you're in the supermarket or something, mm. you know, you're just being an average person at the time. You're not thinking about you put in all this work, you get out of branding recognition <laughs> that people will actually walk up to you like, hey, I know you. Are you such a such? It was sure very this, strange. Yes, exactly. It's a strange <laughs> feel. I've, I've gotten it because, um, like, I started off with the audio, but then I just went to video and all my stuff. Like, my biggest platform right now is uh, Facebook. People like to tune into the Facebook page and stuff nice. like that and watch the videos. So, and I have all the graphics and stuff rolling through them and things of that nature that coincide with what we're talking about and stuff like that. Um, but people recognize because, you know, I put the, you know, the logo out there and stuff like that. So then they'll see me and they'll just be looking at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I'm like, can I pump gas? I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm not Local doing celebrity. it. Yeah, I'm not doing it for that, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm just doing it because I like to help people give them, like, I started my platform because I want to give people the opportunity to be heard who would necessarily get those opportunities. Mm. Um, so I started with, like, independent artists. And I ran through all that because I did music and all that stuff. And then I started doing businesses and basically anybody doing great things in the community who wouldn't necessarily get that recognition. Because even with the news, I've gotten so big to where the news will grab some of my guests and mm. put them on the news <laughs> after they've been <laughs> on my platform. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you know, it's like a little flattering, but at the same time, you don't want to partner with me? Okay, right. whatever. <laughs> yeah, kick, kick some of that that news money over here. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, I did the you know breakdown of the person and branded them to a certain level. Mm. Um, but what what are some pitfalls or you know things that people don't realize when they get into the industry? Oh, you're you're probably not going to make money for at least a year, most likely. Mm -hmm. That it's it's very hard to build demand. It's just like any other business where 
having a podcast is great and it's great to practice and get your voice out there and it's great to help you market. But what you do before the podcast, aka on social media and after the podcast, where do people go? That's mm -hmm. just as important as the podcast itself. Mm -hmm. That's a, the common pitfall is the podcast is all I need to do and then clients will come to me. No, mm -hmm. no, no, it's not. It doesn't work that way. Almost nothing does. It just, it's just <laughs> another, it's just another business that, and then I think people expect to be able to get a certain level of guest pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, maybe it's just lack of awareness that, that people are very busy now and getting on mm -hmm. podcasts is easier than it's ever been. So it's very hard to get high level guests unless you know people. Mm-hmm. They're always going through, okay, how many listeners do you have? Is it worth an hour of my time? What mm -hmm. am I going to get in reward? So yeah. that's that's always a big thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think a, another common thing is you most likely, well, let's put it this way. If you play the game the way the top of the podcast game is played, like the Joe Rogans, the Barstools, mm -hmm. just because they're winning does not mean that's the way to win for most exactly. of us. Exactly. So it's almost, I, I always say, take the opposite approach of what the bigger platforms are doing because it's working for them, but it doesn't mean that's what you should be doing. So mm -hmm. I think I think that's a common thing is just follow the leader when in mm -hmm. reality, you'll probably have to and should do it differently anyway to win. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the approach I uh, took. Like I tell myself I wasn't going to chase after celebrities and I have not. Mm. But I've had politicians locally in the city on my podcast i've had other you know esteemed people and i thought it was very interesting um i was like i'm not chasing because I, I don't want to be like a cloud chaser mm. i didn't want to chase after you know what i'm saying celebrities to build my network that way i want to build something that had value and i love the fact that people go back and listen to older catalog episodes i love that it'd be like three years and people are still commenting and sharing it and stuff or they'll come on my platform. Now, I do tell them about this. I'm like, don't go on one platform and not go on others. I'm like, that's how you build your name. Just keep going and hitting up different things. But because everyone's not consistent, mm. <laughs> I'm like, the only really consistent thing around here that's been, like, I think I have the oldest podcast around here, if I'm not mistaken. Now, of course, there's others, but I don't know if they're going to be here in seven years or so like yeah. that. Uh, so when people try to do, like, their little media tours and stuff, I guess they feel like there's no other options. So they'll reshare the interviews that I did with them you know, time and time again or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just to, I guess, you know, when it pops up as a memory or just to like, you know, let people know that they've been validated and stuff. Um, and oh, uh, that's another thing I want to talk about. So did you realize like, you know, when you started the platform and you started growing it, that whoever you brought on as a guest, you're basically validating them in the public's eye? That's why we stopped having guests. One of the one of the reasons we stopped having guests was because it became almost impossible to do enough research to know whether or not they actually knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody I had somebody call me out on that. They said it's not your job to make sure the guest is aligned. And I said, of course it is. This is my plan. Of course it's my job. I'm the host. This is it's exactly. my job to to add value to our community. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where people were saying stuff that was like. That I that's not real. That it's not what you're saying is not real. That's not how you mm -hmm. actually achieve success. I know that's what you think worked for you, but that's not sustainable for other people. So mm -hmm. yeah, we got to the point where we understood that so well that we said we're not gonna have guests anymore because 
the last thing I need is a guest giving someone a bad piece of advice that just isn't applicable for them. You know, mm -hmm. that, that, that happened more than once for sure. Yeah, I definitely understand it. And like, that's how I built my platform, but providing to others, but like I've dove so deep into guests now and I can see, especially when it comes to business, I've been a self uh, employed since 2005 and full time since 2013. So that's like 10 years now. It will be 10 years in December mm. uh, where I walked away from corporate job and everything with six kids, mind you, at the time. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, I got eight now. Um, <laughs> I've been a busy man. Um, <laughs> and being able to like still provide for them, right? They don't even go to public school. They go to private school education and all that stuff, whatever. And being able to experience a quality of life that I didn't get to experience when I was growing up. And which I love it, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I'm not, I wouldn't take that experience away from them. But being able to see the red flags with people who say like their quote unquote business and all that and know that why they're trying to get on the platform. Because I've uh, I've even changed the model to where like I reach out to people, I don't charge them nothing like that. They reach out to me, oh, you get charged. <laughs> Especially if you want to get on and you want me to validate what you're doing. Because there's a lot to go into it. Like you said, it's not only the episode itself, there's the research and the pre before. Then once the episode is done, there's the posting and promoting, making the reels, all the stuff you have to do to really push an episode. Yeah. Um, so that's why when I changed the model scare, like, you know, the ones who went serious away. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's it's always it's always a give and take, right? It's it's mm -hmm. everybody wants something out of their time and out of their experience. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to your point, it's you got to be careful. You, you got to be careful. You never know. Everybody has something, not everybody, but a lot of people are trying to sell something mm -hmm. and they'll say, well, I don't know if you've ever had this, but well, you'll have to listen to the audiobook to get that nugget, or you have to listen to the third chapter of the book. It's like, we're not, that's not what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. I, I asked a question because I want to, I want to bring value to the audience, not because I want to pitch your book. We'll give yeah. you time at the end to talk about your stuff, yeah, but exactly. I don't want the whole interview to be about that. So yeah, yeah I, that's just par for the course. You're going to come across that from time to time. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Kevin, is there anything that I missed? You know, we were all over the place, Andres. <laughs> we were all over the place. No, I, I think it was a, I think it was a really good line of questioning, is what I would say. I appreciate that. So you know, just let my audience know. You know, where can they follow to uh, listen to and support and tune in and all that good stuff. I appreciate it. All you got to do is search Next Level University. We're on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. An episode comes out every day, so you'll either love us or hate us, depending on. <laughs> <laughs> what you think of the episodes. And if you ever need anything, you can always shoot me an email. My email address is kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Well, Kevin, I definitely appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. I'm going to just Thank get you. back to it. And everybody out there, tune in to Next Level University. Go support, listen to them. I'm like a lot of nuggets, I'm sure, with almost 1,500 uh, episodes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm just trying. You're on to your way, me. brother. You're on your way. By the time I get there, you probably be at 5,000. So, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. And everybody out there, y'all keep supporting the podcast platform and all that stuff. If you haven't, go download the Banked Out Radio Show app.